0: I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glory. Glory. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us, holding to pure grace. Again, relax, join in with us, listen on, be blessed. Fenders of Grace.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill, and I'm here with longtime friend and fellow guardian, Grace Guard Dog Steve. Hey, buddies. How's it going? God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in. Got bad news for you legalists. We've let the guard dog out. Yeah, the guard's gonna... Guard dog's out today. Gonna guard the grace. Well, Steve, we got a interesting verse, one of the verses that just drives the legalist crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. It came from another Facebook question.
1: It did. And I'll explain. So please explain. I just said I would explain. Okay. Let's explain. Okay. I posted in Facebook because we did a podcast on Grace, which we just borrowed the term because it was such a hot topic a few years back. So I posted this verse in Romans five twenty, which says the law was added that the sin would increase but where the sin increased grace increased all the more and I just left it there didn't even put the Bible verse I just wanted to see if it would get noticed any reaction get any reaction and I didn't ask the girl for permission to mention it so I won't mention her name but She's a solid Christian girl that I've known, you know her too, for a long time. And she asked a question. She says, this verse has always been a little confusing to me. Me too. (laughs) Did man's sin actually increase or did the realization we've been sinning by doing this, that, or the other? So let me read the verse again. Okay. The law was added that the sin would increase, but where the sin increased, grace increased all the more. So she's saying, did man's sin actually increase or did the realization we'd been sinning increase? That was part one of her question. And then she gave this example that when she, she was a child, she learned one of the commandments, you shall not murder. And learning that killing is bad did not make me want to go out and off random people once I'd grown up so that was the question See, and it, it's a good question isn't it it's a
0: good question it, it, and it, it's a, a revealing question it, it reveals everything that I thought for the first 20 years of being
1: a Christian it does and it's it's a question that almost has a maybe three part answer and answer one would be we really still haven't fully explained what the, the sin, sin is be correct
0: right because because it is not saying in that passage that the law came in so that sinning would increase it's poorly translated the law came in so that the sin would increase, and that is a very, very important
1: distinction to make. It's crucial to make this distinction. It is, and not only does it say the sin, but it also says the trespass. Yes. And those are two different things, and it's They're import- very much related. It's important to, to make that distinction as well. So We got a lot ahead of us today.
0: Yes, yes. And making that
1: distinction helps us zero in on the sin. sin. Yeah, it does. It does. So let's try and tackle the trespass first. Okay. Because that's a little easier. Yeah. Go ahead. The trespass is you have to go back to Romans 5.12, where it says, the sin entered the world through one man. And. The death got its entrance into the world through the sin. What would be the trespass? The trespass means when you break a commandment. You trespass a commandment. And the commandment was back in the garden when it says, You shall not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in that day you do this, Adam, mankind, You shall surely die. So when they ate of that tree, they trespassed that commandment. Commandment. Back to 520. It says the law came in alongside.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I was just going to, sorry for interrupting, but I was going to say they trespassed that commandment, and it's because way back then the sin was in the game back then. The sin that we're going to explain an awful lot about was in the game
1: way back in Genesis. But it did not have entrance into Adam's life yet, until the trespass. Until the trespass. So... That's when the sin... Got its entrance into the world. Yes. But it still existed. Yes. Yes and was waiting for an opportunity.
0: Yes, just like, I'm going to go ahead and mention it, just like when Cain slew Abel, God said to Cain, if you do well, your countenance will be lifted up. But if you don't do well, sin is crouching at the door and it desires to have you. That's the same desires to have you as Adam desired to have Eve. It desires to get you and control you. Sin desires to be your master, but you must master it. And Cain did not master it. Sin mastered, let me correct that, the sin mastered Cain from That time on, the fourth chapter in the Bible, and the sin has been been being mentioned all throughout the Bible until we get here to Romans 5.
1: It is the sin. The sin. And we're going to break bad on the sin. We're going to take a long look at the sin. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to put the thought out there because everyone can relate. The sin is something like a virus that got its entry into mankind through the trespass and it wreaks havoc through the trespass hmm so just so some self-righteous person doesn't say well I didn't eat from the forbidden tree that was Adam why should I get the penalty so it says the law came in later entered into us through the Ten Commandments and also for the Gentiles through their conscience, that the trespasses might increase. So now it's not just Adam's singular trespass. We also got all our trespasses side slips. Yes. That's the first answer to the question, what actually increased? So by the introduction of new commandments, there became a increase of new transgressions of oh. said commandments. Or trespasses. Trespass. What did I yes. say? You said transgressions. It okay. was perfect. Trespasses. So that trespasses increase. Yes. So it's not just Adam's singular trespass, the trespass has increased. And yes. now there's many trespasses.
0: And all that is not to be confused with the idea of the sin. Those were the trespasses. That's how much we individually mess up and how imperfect we individually are. But we are talking about the Bible exposing a living entity that has been there since Genesis 4 all through the Bible, but has only been revealed and spoken about when Paul revealed it And spoke about it It being the sin When Paul revealed and spoke About the sin That had been living since Genesis
1: in all the people Which is what 5.12 and following Says Correct. Should I read it? Yeah and let's go into 5.13 So we can see why It was a singular trespass And then how later It became with the addition Of new commandments, there became additional an increase in the trespasses. Yes.
0: Therefore, just as through one man, the sin entered into the world. Here's where the sin, this virus that Bill calls it, entered into the world and death through the sin so that death spread to all men because all men In other words, all men had the sin living in them. For until the law, sin was in the world. Even though sin is a trespass of the law and there was no law to trespass, it's saying the sin was in the world. But the sin is not imputed when there is no law.
1: There's not a trespass without a law.
0: Yes, but the sin was living back then and causing people to die. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses. Moses was the person who brought us the law. Death reigned from Adam, where there was no law, all through the book of Genesis, where there was an Absence of law meaning no commandments had been given at all. No commandments for anybody on the planet Earth.
1: So when the law came, which was commandments came, trespasses begin to pile up. Amen. Yeah. It's exactly how it went. What? So with the addition of commands came the multiplications of breaking. <laughs> those commands of trespasses which is again let me say not to be confused with the sin that we're going to spend the rest of the
0: podcast
1: on so we're strictly answering the first part of romans five twenty, where the law was added that the trespass might increase so is that clear now yes where trespasses are breaking commandments yes and where they increase grace also increased. Yes. And
0: then after it says where the trespasses is, it says, and then where the sin increased, right in the same sentence, the sin. Now we're back to this topic, the topic of the sin that you're labeling as a virus. When the virus
1: increased, the antidote. The antivirus. Yes. Or the Vaccine, as you will. Yes. Increased also. Yes. So where the trespasses increase, grace increased for a judicial purpose to declare you not guilty. Yes. But also where the Uh, sin increased, we needed an increase of the thing that fights sin and defeats sin, overcomes sin to increase. Yes. That's the good news. Yes, both are good news, but this is effective if you see that the grace increasing means you have this superabundant power, which is the word the medicine. Yeah, to overcome the sin. Yes, yes, because the human
0: effort won't overcome sin, only the grace will. Overcome the sin. The power of God, grace, i.e., the power of God, will be the antivirus that overcomes the sin, which is reigning like a king. Which is absolutely, Bill.
1: Good point. It is reigning like a king. The sin is. That was he, actually Paul's point. He made it. Yes, he did. Sin reigned like a king through death. Yes, yes. The sin. I'm sorry.
0: The sin. And that's what we're talking about. The sin monster is what we want to cause to become crystal clear in your mind, what Paul is talking about here in Romans 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, because it's the first time in all recorded history that this idea, this revelation has ever been mentioned. This is the first revelation of the sin master guy, that has ever been revealed.
1: This sin virus, this which virus. is reigning in our mortal bodies like a king.
0: Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we're in Romans chapter six in verses one through 13. Tell us how through the corporate man, Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection counting for all of our death, burial, and resurrections because we were paying the sin debt. Verses 1 through 13 told us that we paid our judicial debt through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, which brings us to the next verse. Let me just say that thought clearly. The
1: judicial grace that increased
0: in 520 took care of our judicial responsibilities. And that's Romans 6, 1 through 13. 13, yes. Yes. Okay. So now we come to the verse that says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey It's lust. Do not let the sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. You see how it says its lust? It's personifying the sin that you're obeying the sin, that it's a master over you. And it says literally, Stop.
1: Stop. Stop. You don't have to let this sin entity trespass into your life anymore and
0: for the next few chapters Paul is going to tell us how to stop this sin entity that lives within us and has been living inside of people since Genesis 4 he's going to tell us how to battle that sin master
1: that sin first, virus is what yeah. i First off, he's not the king anymore to reign. He's not the king anymore. He has no legal authority in your life. So so how do we get he, dethroned? These? <laughs> yeah, here is the first clue.
0: For the sin shall not be your master because you are not under law but under grace. When you're under law, the sin master is your master. The sin, the personified sin, is your master when you put yourself under the law. But when you put yourself under grace, he is no longer your master.
1: That's clue number one. Well, please explain, Steve. Yes. Yeah. What does it mean that the commandment gives the sin an opportunity to reign over you, so to speak, my words.
0: Yes, Paul says it best, but sin, the sin, taking opportunity through the commandment produced in me, coveting of every kind, for apart from the law, the sin is dormant this living entity is dormant, necros, is dead or inoperative. The sin is inoperative apart from the law.
1: Is Paul saying that something bad, the sin, took advantage of something good, the law? Exactly what he's saying. And he even says
0: that right here. It says, For sin, taking the opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. The law is holy, and the commandment is good and righteous. Did you just read the word deceived, Steve? Yes, I did read the word deceived. The same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden. The
1: sin deceived Eve. Eve? Yes. The sin deceived Eve. Yes. And through this commandment Mm -hmm. that he was able to get Paul to try and keep. Yes. Put him to death. Yes. Made him feel ashamed. Yes. Made him feel like a failure. Yes. Bill's not alone in this feeling. Bill,
0: and none of us are. We're all just like Paul. Paul. Do you
1: see how deceptive the sin guy, the sin entity, the sin virus is?
0: Yes, yes. And we've got to get a handle on that one point. We are talking about sin as a living entity here in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. And they're going to tell you important truths about this living entity In other words, you're no longer going to look at sin the same way. You're not going to look at it as a verb that you are doing and that you are ashamed of doing. Here, the Bible wants you to look at it as a a virus, a principle, a living entity that lives in you and dominates You in your own human strength,
1: but it cannot dominate the spirit. That's the good news. And you cannot be under the spirit if you're also under the law. You can't be under the
0: spirit if you're also under the law. That's an excellent, excellent point. But it says that through the law, it might be shown that sin is real by affecting my death through that which is good, that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. Isn't that the same thing it said in Romans chapter 5, that the trespass increased? Well, here he's saying the trespass increases experientially. We're talking about experiential doctrines. Paul is telling you in your day-to-day life how to deal with sin, and he's not saying just memorize all the commandments and keep them. He is not saying that. He is going to give us
1: a different answer. Yeah, and first off, he wants us to be aware that you have this virus, so to speak, in you.
0: That's the whole point of this podcast today is to make you aware that you have this virus in you and that the Bible itself teaches you about this virus. And the one thing it teaches you is that in your own human ability, you can't lick this virus. It'll eat you up.
1: You know, it reminds me of when we were doing the podcast on Romans 7 and that law of dynamic and we, we camped on 719 because it's the verse that says so then it is no longer I that sin but it is the sin living in me an important point to get to grasp this concept it is not you Doing the sin, doing the sin activity, it is the sin entity in you. It's like an invading virus. It's I know we've been struggling at Guardians of Grace. We got a virus in the computer. Yes. Yes, it's like a
0: virus in the computer that Steve's human intellect can't figure out how to get this virus out of the computer. So Steve would have to hire Grace or a computer technician to get the virus out because Steve does not have the ability to get the virus out of the computer. Neither do any humans have the ability to get sin out that dwells in us, out of us. It takes grace. It takes the power of the Spirit, which is grace. Grace and the power of the Spirit are synonymous. It's not just what Christ did at the cross. It's not the only definition of grace. The big definition of grace is the power to overcome the sin.
1: I was just going to say that, to overcome the sin.
0: Yes, this sin entity that we're trying to find a way to be, the sin entity that makes us sin and embarrass ourselves all day long, every day. That's what we're talking about.
1: That's the grace we need. Yes. To let us reign like a king and not the sin reigning like a king.
0: Right, right. Right. We can reign over embarrassment, over making ourselves look foolish or downright evil with our behavior, gossiping about people and doing the things that we don't want to do. Thus, sin is making us do those things. And that is the new covenant revelation that I don't believe has been revealed so well in the modern day Christian church. I know for me, for years, I was clueless to this idea. But once I got a hold of the idea, I began to use God's power to be this sin guy who's been living for 5,000 years inside of people's human nature and overpowering them and causing them to live futile Christian
1: lives. Just totally defeated. Totally defeated. To- but this hyper grace, super grace, is the power to dethrone the sin guy. Yes. And so he no longer reigns. Yes. But now grace reigns like a king in your life, overpowering the sin guy. Yes, and we can look in
0: Romans seven and eight and see how this grace is defined. We remember we are sin is no longer our master because we are not under law but under grace. He defines grace in the next coming chapters and lo and behold it's going to be using the Spirit's power. It becomes Synonymous again, without overusing that word, it starts off talking about sin not being your master because you're under grace. And then it literally goes on to define grace as thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who s- separates me from this body of death, who, who overcomes the sin guy.
1: In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Through
0: him who is in us, who can do
1: for us what we can't do for ourselves. So as our human nature is no match for the sin guy. Yes. But the cool thing is the grace of God, the spirit of God's power in us, the sin guy is no match for him.
0: Exactly, exactly by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace was not in vain to me because I shined more than all the rest. But it wasn't me shining. It was the grace of God in me shining. It was the grace of God in me licking
1: the sin guy, the virus that's in me. And see, hyper grace I'm using that term grace because people use it in such a negative term negative connotation but hyper grace or superabounding grace is our friend it's the ability to overcome the sin yes. that we've been talking about amen bill so amen. getting our terms in line with what paul is saying in romans 5 6 7 and 8 allows us to see that the sin which got its entrance as a virus from adam and has been there all along, wreaking havoc. We weren't even sure what was causing the problem. And like Paul said, we thought it was us. And it wasn't us, it was the sin. But now we we're introduced to something called superabounding grace that overcomes the sin and easily. That-
0: in that word is hyper grace there in Romans five. It's literally hyper
1: grace. It is literally it's hooper in the Greek, which is hyper. But in the Latin, which some trans you know, Latin translations, it's the word hyper. We get we use that word hyper all the time, so we're gonna use it for grace. Yes. And the reason he says hooper or hyper grace, superabounding grace is because of the sin abounding grace does much more abound
0: and it's the sin remember that it wasn't sinning abounding it was when the sin abounds that grace has to be the one that defeats it it has to
1: hyper abound to defeat the sin now let's Maybe we can take a look at how this actually happens, Steve, through Romans seven, maybe seven six. Yes,
0: yes. I think we should. I think we should now that people are finally turned on to the idea that the Bible speaks about this sin entity that overpowers us in our
1: human strength. And I know it sounds like we've been beating up on hyper grace, false hyper grace teachings. And the reason we are is man it just it's so sad to get the idea oh these people that teach hyper grace are are dangerous. That's not the issue and that's not what one, it's not even what he's talking about, but no two no one's even saying that and three it's not dangerous. It's the answer. To say
0: talk about hypergrace in a negative way is to put a veil over the answer.
1: Yeah, and teach you that you, this is something you should be aware of or be a little afraid of. Yeah, they're equating it with hyper-laziness, and it's
0: not. Though like Paul said, I labored harder than all the rest, but it wasn't
1: me laboring. It was the grace of God in me laboring. I tell you what it is. If you think hyper-grace is a dangerous doctrine, I would say to you, you probably are Grossly underestimating the power of the sin. Yes. And thinking that a Christian commitment to not sinning is an answer is grossly underestimating the power of sin. Yes. Don't get in the ring. Yes. With to, to battle the sin guy with my commitment.
0: Yes. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take it from us. We tried for 20 years. We couldn't do it. We got our butts
1: kicked. It was if you like get it, in the ring with the sin guy, armed with commitment and and promises and determination. A butt kicking is coming your way. Yes, yes, yes. But and you'll actually arouse the sin guy.
0: That's what we let's do. Romans seven six. The sinful
1: passions which were aroused by the law. Were at work in our bodies to bear fruit for death. That feeling of naked and ashamed of disappointing God.
0: Yes, let's repeat that one more time. The sinful passions which were aroused by the law and carried out by the sin guy in me were at work in the members of my body to make me embarrass myself.
1: Which was part B of the question we we started in yes. the beginning of the podcast. Does sit does the law actually make you want to sin? Right. It's ultimately
0: it's the sin guy makes you want to sin. Right. The sin beats you and overtakes your human determination and causes you to sin. That's why Paul said a little later in Romans, The law is spiritual, but I am of a human nature in bondage to the sin. My human nature is in
1: bondage to the sin. The law is good. The law it is, is good. perfect. So Paul says that that which is good become a source of defeat to me. And it's not that the law made Paul sin to answer the question that was asked on Facebook the law doesn't make a person sin but the law is the stimulus that engages your human effort to try and do something where the sin guy has an opportunity to overtake you he can't overtake the spirit of God in you that word sin seizing the opportunity I think we went over it once before but let's there do was some a some more a kenneth wiest book yeah he's a scholar yeah scholars have this book on their shelf yes he has a book on word pictures and one of the word pictures was this very word sin taking the opportunity and it literally means the starting point of a military operation sin taking opportunity through the commandment started a war in me. A military the, operation. The military operation. that's talked about in Galatians. The flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. But the spirit wins the war. But and when the flesh the, doesn't. But when the flesh is warring against the sin, watch out. You're going to embarrass yourself again. So let the spirit war against sin The sin, and not you, yes, not your your human effort, which is synonymous with the flesh. Yes. So let's look now at a couple
0: of the verses in Romans seven, and we can go to other places where it says, "Use the Spirit's power to live the Christian life,"
1: because that is how you beat
0: this sin guy that has been
1: personified. When you use the Spirit's power. To defeat the sin guy, you're living in hyper grace. You're living in super abounding grace. Amen. A Amen. good, th- a good thing. Okay, so in
0: Romans eight one and two, he says, "There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, for the law of the life of the Spirit of Christ has set me free." from the law of sin and death. There it's saying the law of using the spirit sets you free from the law of the sin guy who masters you and beats you up. There's the first time it's mentioned. In Romans 8, 4, it goes on to say that all the righteous requirements of the law will be fully met by us who do not walk according to human nature, but walk according to the Spirit's power. Galatians three three says, are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain the goal of the Christian life by human effort? That's three examples so That's far. That's three right there. What about jesus i am the vine and you are the branches abide in me and i abide in you and you'll bear much fruit for apart from me you can't get it done you can do nothing that's four paul saying i know that no good thing dwells in me that is in my human nature The wishing is present in me, but the doing of good is not. The doing of good is present in Jesus. That's why Jesus said to the rich young ruler, Why do you call me good? Nobody but God is good. God is living in you, and God does the good through you, and he does it for you. And he is the one that makes sin become dormant. He is the one who defeats sin. Do you remember? the? If by the Spirit we put to death the deeds of the flesh. Uh, great live. one. Great one. But do you see what all these verses are telling you? And these are just verses that come to us off the top of our
1: heads. That's seven now. Yes. Counting.
0: And there's just dozens more. And I believe you'll... Enjoy seeing them once you're turned on to what they're saying, and they're saying, Use the Spirit's power, which is equal to use the grace of God. All these things are saying the same thing, and that is how you beat this sin guy who was a secret for 5,000 years and was a secret the whole time the nation of Israel was under the law, they did not know about this sin nature or the sin that lives in the human nature. They did not know it. But now that you have become aware of it, please don't try and live the Christian life by human effort. Live it by the Spirit's power. Amen.
1: Amen. Reminds me of what Jesus said about John the Baptist. He said, Among those born of women, the natural man, he was the best. No no one was greater than John. He was fully, fully committed. He
0: had the best human nature out there.
1: No worldliness in John. Yes. But he's the least. The least in the kingdom is greater than the best in the flesh. It,
0: that's like it, it says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom
1: of men yeah and the weakness of God is stronger than the strength of men
0: right exactly do you guys hopefully you guys get the picture from this podcast
1: so hopefully we can use that as an answer to the question that we started the podcast because it was a good question it was a good question and I'm glad it was asked but the question was in reference to Romans 5.20. The law was added that the trespass might increase, but where the sin increased, grace increased all the more. where we got our word hyper-grace. So her question was, does the law actually make you sin, or did the law come in to make you aware of sin? So to answer it, I would say no the law does not make you sin but power of the sin comes from the law the opportunity of sin comes from the law so no the law does not make you sin but the question was two parts and the the reason the law was added was to increase the, the trespass the amount of sin going on the actual violations of the law so it wouldn't just be Adam's sin condemning us we would have our own sins through the law and through our conscience condemning us but part about the power of sin is not that the law causes you to sin it's the law is the entry point for the sin guy to become active for apart from law the sin is dormant hope that answers the question
0: i think it does i think it does Okay, so what causes sin? That's the second part of the question. It's ultimately the sin guy. The sin causes you to sin. Yes. This entity called the sin that lives inside of your human nature causes you to
1: sin, and it gets its power through the law. And that was Paul's conclusion in the middle of Romans 7. He said so conclusion epiphany it is no longer i that sin but the sin virus entity, living thing sin guy living in me doing the sin amen
0: amen how,
1: how few people actually realize
0: that man i wish this word could get out because it, it literally is the way to defeat the futile christian life Because for 2,000 years, we've been, as evangelical Christians, we've been frustrated with our Christian life. And beating ourselves up. And just putting ourselves under the law tremendously. And like you said, beating ourselves up. And then we've got the sin guy beating us up. And it never has worked. Please, Lord, let your people give you a chance, Lord. Let your people give you a chance. Father, cause us to receive your wisdom for ourselves and take root in that wisdom that we need you to live your life through us. That's how we live an awesome Christian life. And that's what we all want to do. That's what we want to do here at Guardians of Grace is cause people to live an awesome Christian life. And it is done by using the person who is awesome, his power, which is none other than Christ in us, the hope of glory. So Lord, cause us to take root in your teaching and cause us to spread this word. Let each and every guardian invite more people to listen to the word so that it explodes all over the earth. Let each and every person feed on this word in our facebook pages let them form a community that sharpens iron and allows this word to grow and grow and grow and grow in your son's name i pray amen amen